0: Got his knickers in a knot. I'd promised Julian that I would keep our progeny out of his preened hair for the weekend while he packed up and moved out in order to, in his words, give you some headspace as I sneaked out of my hiding- place and followed the path out of the forest. The trees swelled and roiled in the breeze there leaves like thousands of tiny hands applauding in sarcasm. My car door opened with an echoing creak. It really was dead quiet in the forest. I stepped up onto the running board of the Beast, breathing in the new leather smell of the SUV's boat-like cabin. Don't know why we'd even bothered packing tents. We'd be more comfortable sleeping inside this cocoon. My father always said you had to run in a new vehicle, but the long drive into the countryside had done the Beast good. Its gleaming flanks had been bloodied with a go-faster stripe of authentic off-road muck. It was in its element. Shame it had to be demoted back to the school run on Monday morning. I plugged my phone into the car's charger, skimming past emails and texts that Julian had sent before I'd even been gone a day. He probably couldn't find something in the house, but then again, he couldn't find his arse with his own two hands, and I'd had enough of molly coddling him. He wanted time on his own. Let him find out what that entails. The man was an oversized Alice in Wonderland, just as rigid and self-righteous, whose world had shrunk when it should have grown. It held no job, no childcare duties, not even one of his pie-in-the-sky business schemes, or, since his niece had given out, a vague plan to train for a triathlon. His life had grown so small that the tiniest detail now loomed large. Minor changes to the household routine, the cleaner putting the breakfast cereal in the wrong cupboard, for example, would rile him. "'Heaven forbid he should have to locate one of his innumerable gadgets. "'I deleted his pleas for a return call. "'Let him go it alone. "'See if he could survive one weekend without me. "'After Julian's messages, I'd received nothing else, "'no emails or calls, which was the point of coming away. "'But still, when I tried to call Aurora, my business partner, "'an electronic voice told me the network was busy.' "'So I can get a connection when I'm in China, but not in bloody Shropshire,' I muttered. "'Something standing right behind me gave a gruff of assent. "'Adrenaline flashed up my spine. "'The phone slipped out of my hand and bounced once on the seat. "'I should jump into the car and lock the door,' I thought. "'I should scream for help. "'Go on, scream, scream, warn the children.' "'I tried to arrange my throat, but when nothing came out, "'I twisted round and saw a dog, some kind of giant mastiff.' A starburst of relief prickled my limbs. "'Hello,' I said, only for the dog to advance a pace and press the side of its head against my abdomen. I laid a palm across its skull, which was a good couple of inches broader than my hand. "'You're a big fellow,' I told him. "'I've ridden ponies smaller than you,' his tail swatted the ground once. I looked up the path for his owner, but the track twisted away and ran across a field to the road.' I scratched the dog's ears and, when he gave a gruff of pleasure, built up into a massage over the folds of his face down to his meaty chops. And then I was a teenager again, the yeasty smell of his damp hair, the muscles knotting under my fingertips, the earthquake rumble in his throat. This could have been my dog, my Horatio, from all those years ago in Africa. If I closed my eyes, I was there again, leaning against his back under the shade tree in the yard, while Dad loaded up the overland truck, my skin glowing like baked earth. But my eyes opened on a dank English forest with a dog's hot breath on my legs. He gazed at me like I was an angel. I took a moment to shake off the feeling that he was one too. "'So, who are you, anyway?' I ventured into his pleated neck to retrieve his name tag. "'Chap.' "'Chap?' He looked down at the ground. Doesn't do you justice, my ginormous friend. As I moved toward the camp, I saw that the dog's back legs were streaked with blood. When I tried to touch them, he stepped away, so I let him be. The blood was fresh, from small cuts under his hindquarters, as though he'd scrambled over something sharp. Did you get hurt and run away? Come on, I know some people who'd like to meet you. And when I headed up the short slope to the tents, he followed. The kids stripped over each other to get to him. Everybody, I announced with a theatrical wave, which the dog recognized as his cue to step forward and draw up his chops. This is Horatio von Drool, guardian of the camp. Horatio said Billy. Horatio von Drool, I corrected him, likes to be addressed by his full name. The dog swatted.